Hello, and welcome to Great Hang, the greatest hang that's ever hanged. I'm your hang, Tim McLaughlin, coming to you with your other hang, Micah Fox. Hello, Micah. Hi, Tim. How are you? Well, I think you know how I am, considering we've spent the last five days basically strapped to each other in the hell pit that is Cincinnati, Ohio. Great I like town. it there. I like it there. So Micah is tired. I am also tired, but... We just got back. I recorded my album in Skincinnati, Blow Ohio. And oh, it was, shit. And it was a very fun time. We had a good time. We, like, we did have... It was the most fun I've had in a long time. Because... <laughs> you hear that? Cincinnati, Ohio. The most fun you'll ever have. That Nope. Wait, no. <laughs> no. In fact, honestly, almost everything that I liked about Cincinnati, I brought with me. Oh, the weed? Yeah. Well, yeah. The weed... But also, it was beautiful weather, which, okay, I don't think Cincinnati can boast that every day. I think we got lucky. No, well, we got lucky and unlucky. Because it was so nice, the turnout was terrible for the shows. Because it was the first weekend over 50 that they've had all year. Yeah, well, I don't care about that. It's not my album. <laughs> I, know I you was know. like, fuck yeah, it's nice that I can take a long walk next to a highway and there's a, and a bunch of fountains with geese. Oh well, there are there are an abundance of geese and fountains in Cincinnati. If you the, want to see a fountain spray blue water and <laughs> sort of catch some kind of uh, respiratory disease, I say check out Cincinnati. The city of a thousand fountains, Cincinnati. Uh, so I had a great time, but also because it was like, you know, I'm in Ohio. Everyone's fat and ugly. I was like, let's. <laughs> Yeah, everyone you know, you, was super fucking fat and ugly. I was like, if you can't beat them, join them. And while I could beat them, I decided to also join them. Will the man that I brought up on stage with the mullet and made him do a twirl, will that make the album? That's apropos of nothing. You Okay, just talk about your album already. Just I'm fucking just saying, get it out. That guy was fat. Asked, and, what do you mean it was apropos of nothing? That guy was fat and ugly. Oh. So I guess it was apropos of something, you fucking yeah, asshole. Yeah, but you went, you were like, will he make the album? You didn't say what happened, so you're I said referring that, to something I said that, that there was a, I said, I said. You're saying. That, no, no, no. I did say what happened. What happened. I said, will the guy that I brought on stage and with a mullet and made do a twirl make the album? That is what happened. It does sound like a non sequitur to me. Okay, but I, I think if you put two and two together, if the guy came up on stage and had a mullet and is in Ohio and is in Cincinnati and was at our show, you could make the you could jump make the logical jump to him being fat and ugly. No. I guess, but you know, listen, we were also you also have to like be like, oh, at the taping, where? What is he talking about? You left out a lot of important details, Tim. Not really, because everyone already knew the details. They knew that the they knew that the taping was at Go Bananas. They know no, that we were doing it no, in Cincinnati. No, we've been talking about it for weeks. The Nobody cares just, about your life. You have to let them know. They don't. They're no, not like, oh, right, Tim's album. You're just creating. You're creating a problem where there was no problem. Everyone already knew all of the things that you needed to know for this. Okay, Tim, just talk about your album. It went pretty good. I'm one of the greater comedians that's ever lived. The Greater Lakes. I'm one of the I'm one of the greater five lakes. I'm not one of the finger lakes. I do not do that kind of stuff. I am one of the good comedians in the world, probably top ten percent, and my album will be very good. You think top ten percent comedians? Yeah, I mean... Is that, this working comedians or comedians total? Working comedians right now. Okay. And I'm saying... And I'm saying top 10%, and that's being conservative. I would put myself in the top 5% of comedians. Now, how many comedians do you think is the top 5% of comedians? All right. So, 
let's say, are we counting people who on Facebook say that they're comedians? That's what I was asking you. I said, working well, that's comedians. what we're, I'm working it out. We're figuring it out. That's the difference between working comedians and just people who say they're comedians. Well, but people in the Midwest that you've never heard of in your life, there's working comedians that do like corporate gigs and make six figures that you've never heard of and never will hear of. But they count. They count. And I think I'm better than almost all of them. Yeah, and yet you don't make six figures or even one all... figure. No, what the fuck? I made four figures this week. This... How many figures did you make? Three. And how many figures did you spend at the yacht store? I got to go to Vineyard Vines for the very first time. <laughs> and let me tell you, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. We pulled up. So we got we went, we did a classic road move where you go to the mall. That's a good move to do when you're, in a, when you're on the road is go to the mall. Jeff Sheen says the mall is a microcosm of the city that you're in. He's such a man with so much depth. Yeah. He loves to go to the mall and he loves to go to Applebee's. He also says that at Applebee's, Everything tastes like the price it is. <laughs> oh, like the ink that the price was printed with? <laughs> well, he's like, he goes, you get it, you want it, you buy a $20 steak? It tastes like a $20 steak. They're not trying to do anything more or anything less. I don't, I disagree. I think everything tastes god awful at Applebee's. <laughs> I went there ironically on a Valentine's one year with a boyfriend who was not you. Sorry. Well, we went to a nicer place, but yes, go on. And, uh, and it was, I was like, oh, but it's Applebee's. Like, how bad could it be? Millions of people eat here a day. Uh-huh. Dis- truly disgusting. Truly <laughs> disgusting. First of all, no restaurant should have a table sitting next to the busser bins that are constant, like, just like nasty, dirty plates constantly being shuffled about. They should not put a table. Is that where table. your Valentine's Day table was? No. Why do you ask? I don't know. I yes, of course it was. And it was fucking disgusting. The food was fucking disgusting. What did you get? I the problem is I think I was trying to eat a little healthy, so I probably like did like one of those like oh like a grilled chicken with a side of broccoli and a blah blah blah. But the broccoli was like soaked in butter and so mushy, you know, it had like none of its texture. It had been frozen probably five different times. The chicken it was like all like tasted just metallic in a way. Yeah, your 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 need to be healthy fucks you over on eating good. I, I mean, because I in Applebee's you're eating good in the neighborhood. <laughs> What should I have eaten there? What's the Applebee's move? Uh, what do they got? I would have gotten... Probably like, I, I don't know, d- omelet egg rolls or something fucking disgusting. I would have done it. Well, that's, and that's where I was going. I would have done like an appetizer sampler. Yeah. I'd have done that or whatever seafood they have. I'm sure they have a fresh catch of the day. But even their app, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, right? Yeah, the fresh catch. Where every day is Monday. Yeah. Um, no, I think you can go and get away with just eating, uh, nothing there because it's trash and Chili's is a superior restaurant and Jeff is wrong. Jeff Sheen says Chili's is too much. I think Chili's is just right. But your, Tim, your suggestion to go to the mall lit me up from the inside out. It was right. the happiest I've ever we, been. We pull up to the mall and then we're by, we're walking up and Micah it, it, gasps. And she goes, they have a Vineyard Vines, which is a thing, of course, I've never heard of. I've only heard about it on, like, I've yet served, I don't know, maybe Instagram ads, maybe, like, I think I saw, like, one of those paper pamphlets at, like, some rich bitch, like, corporate park or something. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? Anyway, I walked in. I was so excited. I was like, this is where we have to be. But what is a Vineyard Vines? You see, now, now you need to explain what a Vineyard Vines is to the people because you're not explaining it. Well, I would love to. Thanks, Tim. (laughs) 
Vineyard Vines is um, a place where rich Hamptons cunts goes to get their clothes for the summer when they're sitting on a dock or on their yacht mm-hmm. or in their beach house. Yes, and this one was in Cincinnati for some reason. Because, Tim, they have rivers. They have lakes. They have lakes. And I bet they also, like, if you live in Cincinnati, my bet is you can save some fucking coin and have a, like, summer home somewhere by a lake. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you make six figures, you can probably get yourself a little lake house somewhere. Like, you got a lot of lakes over there, right? Yeah, there's a lot of lakes in the Midwest. That's right. So, I'm thinking... I mean, there's a thousand in Minnesota alone. Wow. Go on. Anyways, this place had boats inside (laughs) of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was funny because, like, okay, so I'm just, like, finding the most expensive shit in the entire store and being, like, and this, and this. And she's, like, okay, when you're ready, meet me by the boat. And I'm, like, bitch, what you say to me? Yeah, there were, like, seven boats. So I don't, I didn't know which one she was talking about. Also. She meant the register. I don't know why that also had to be called the boat. I don't know. I think that's probably just their term in their story. She was also a good salesman because you, you kept stepping out and she's, like, Oh my God, you look incredible in that. In and fairness, I was like, though, this lady knows how to make commission. Well, Tim, you were also saying that. You look good in your stuff. What am I supposed to tell you? You look bad? You look good. No, and I I was there for it. I walked in and I was like, where are your polos, please? And I picked out a good one for you. I knew exactly what I wanted and there were no women's polos. But no they did polos. have a little boy section that, let me tell you, was Fucking A plus plus for Micah Fox. I sniffed all the underwear for the little boy in the little boys. Pre sniffed underwear ah. at the Cincinnati Vineyard Vines. Go get yours today. It's pretty good. But so we went to Vineyard Vines. Micah dropped about what she made for the weekend on clothing. Hee hee. <laughs> Which good for her, you know. It's no, nice. it's it was absurd. I feel guilty about. The cashmere sweater. I don't know. Yes, even be Micah bought that. a cashmere sweater for right, $100. Right before the summer, because that's when you need one. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you the summer, you get cool nights. You can get a cool night and have to warm up with your cashmere when sweater. When I wear my Vineyard Vine sweater, every night is cool. That's true. And then you got a, what, a quarter zip? Oh, yeah. A, cor- a classic quarter zip. You look like a real bitch in that thing. That I love was it. that was like a classic. I'm about to buy a slave out. You know what? It's my time. I'm ready this summer. <laughs> Listen, I'm rich. I'm white. People already think I'm a Karen. Yes. Like, just fucking let me look like it. Mm-hmm. Fall in. Fall in line or fucking bug out. That's what I say. If I'm gonna get treated like a Karen, then I'm gonna dress like a Karen. So we went. To Vineyard Vines. But then, because Vineyard Vines is so expensive, not it's just a store outside of the mall. It is not actually connected to the mall. Not, I'm not any Regular mall trash. Mall people can get into it. Yeah, they, the trash has to go around to the outside, and these people don't like walking, so they're not doing that. That's so. right. You can get to the Louis Vuitton, but not the Vineyard Vines. And the Louis Vuitton had been held up at the mall recently. They did a Russian grab. They that's did the right. classic, That that's the new thing that people have been doing is... They rush into a really nice place and they steal like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff and then they run out. Yo, we should have done that to the Vineyard Vines. We should they have... would fucking never <laughs> expect that. We should have done it to the Purple Mattress store. If that, the Tim, that thing ma- is 200 pounds. I know. It would have been cool if we could have done it. Oh, hello. And now we have a guest appearance from Toe in the middle of the in the middle of the thing. And if you and here's this is this is for visual Uh, intake only god damn it so if you want to see toe (laughs) 
If you want to see Toe jump up oh, on the she's table, do a good leap on. Uh, she might do a big jump, which you could see could you go to patreon.com slash great hang and sign up for the video feed. You can get little catches of toe. So we're in the mall. I see AEW wrestling star John Moxley, former WWE star Dean Ambrose, who lives in Cincinnati and is giant in real life. And I wanted to yell, I'm friends with Colt Cabana, so so that he'd be my friend, but he was with his wife and his child. So I figured I just shouldn't yell at him at all. Yeah. Also, I don't know. If someone like screamed at me like, oh, I'm friends with Karen Fee, and I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Get out of my life. <laughs> I don't care, you know, like, prove it. Like, you know, first of all, probably not. That's probably what you would think, is you'd probably be like, probably not. Right. I I, know know him. That's the the lamest fucking move. I'm so glad he... I wish you had done it, because he probably would have given you a dirty look and... Nah, it's probably been nice. What I would have done, if I said anything, I would have gone, Johnny... But instead, you fucking clammed up like a little Well, I saw him. I realized who he was as he was past us. So it wasn't like, because he was playing it like he was tossing his kid around. And I was like, that guy looks, oh my God. And he had already kind of passed. And so my time to go, Johnny. Is that what they say to him? No, that's just what I would have done. Oh, one time I, did I ever, have I ever told the story of when I saw the, when I saw Pauly Shore? No. Checking in at, uh, at the Cosmopolitan in Vegas. He was with like some fucking fat titty prostitute and he's checking in. And I am drunk, and I'm hanging out, and I'm like, the weasel checking into oh the God. Cosmo. He probably loved it. What's up, Weeze? And he goes, and I was asked to leave the area. Wait, really? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, they asked me to leave the area because I was making a scene. So me and they were, <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny. They were also well. They were also kicking out prostitutes from the bar at the same time. So I got like I got like escorted out with like two different prostitutes. Like one was dressed like a little sailor. She had like a little tiny sailor's hat on. Really? And she had like the biggest tits I've ever seen in like real life. And she was like, I was like, we all gotta go. I'm with them. She called them her flotation devices. Yeah, yeah. She wearing her wings. So yeah, so I so I go the wheeze checking in at the Cosmo. That's I mean, you know what? If you become famous like that, that's what you deserve for the rest of your life. Yeah. And also... It's like, hey, man, the Wii's paid for those tits you're about to enjoy. Right. And it's also like, what? I got moved from the bar where I was paying for drinks to a slot machine where I put in five bucks and then got another free drink. Oh, wait, they pushed you to the slots? Well, because it's right there by the bar. Uh, the slots were right there. From sluts to slots, the Tim McLaughlin story. That's right. From riches to bitches. <laughs> Uh, From wheezes to wheezers. Those, mm. are the, those are the old ladies with oxygen tape smoking oh. at the slot machines. Yeah. In their, in their Looney Tunes shirts <laughs> from 1997. The, the sweet ones, not the urban ones. Man, if you want to imagine that fucking the Tasmanian devil is popular again, just go to a casino in the Midwest. It's the one thing grandmas and young black youths can agree on. That they love the Tasmanian Devil, also the white trash, and uh, and I like that the I like the black culture's appropriation of NASCAR jackets. How oh because there are no black people in NASCAR. Well, yeah, they're and they don't really NASCAR doesn't really have that like a giant fan base of black guys, but they but the NASCAR jackets are sick. Like Jeff Gordon had like a Skittles one that's like all bright and it's got like Skittles shit and like. 
if you go, you can, my mom used to go to like uh, vintage, not like vintage stores, but like Goodwill or like, I guess vintage stores where people donate their clothes and she would try to find them and then she'd resell them for like hundreds of dollars on eBay. Wow. So you and your mom both fucking doing the eBay scams. Well, that was back in the day, but yeah, but yeah, we were, we were scamming. We were little scam babies. We be scamming, 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 scamming the black youths. Scamming. <laughs> there it is. Uh huh. So, so we go to the mall. We're hanging out. We're, we've decided that we will now buy a purple mattress. Yeah, I think. Okay. So the, I think the goal for our show is to make enough money to afford a three thirty six hundred dollar mattress. Is to get purple mattress. Oh, to sponsor us. To sponsor us so that we can. Get a purple mattress for free. How many how many downloads do you think we have to get a free mattress from Purple? Oh, we are so far away. Yeah. I think for to get a free purple mattress, we would need a hundred thousand listeners. And okay, so this is not sponsored, but it is sick. It is fucking cool. Holy shit. It was that was like the most I was like, oh, aren't these the mattresses for obese people? And the answer is yes. Yes. But also they're for like burn victims and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you want you want something that's like supportive but doesn't feel like anything. Holy shit, is that the thing? I got back up and I felt like my entire body had been aligned. Yeah. Toad like, just like, took you a know massive when, shit. You know that th- feeling though when your feet feel heavy and like equally weighted? I was like, is that how it's supposed to feel on my feet? Mm-hmm. Did you feel that too? No, you never feel like that. No, I've never. No, my feet always hurt. But I did feel nice laying in the bed. And Toad took a shit, and it smells like fucking shit in here. Mm. So if you want, so if so you if, pay twenty dollars a month, you can get Smellovision <laughs> on the Patreon. Yeah, Patreon.com/slash Great Hang. If you want to smell Toad shit, <laughs> sign up. Uh, and also sign up so we can get a purple mattress. So we can get, I mean, we, you get a hundred nights free, but that would involve us having to return it, which and just, where would we put our regular mattress in the meantime? I know. I know. Damn it. But honestly, cause that's three months of like putting a mattress somewhere. Yeah. It's too long. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, check out purplemattress.com, uh, code, code great hang. <laughs> and, and uh, if the code doesn't work go ahead and complain to them yeah complain that you want us you want them to sponsor us yeah. and uh so we can get a free mattress you- so we can finally be in love all right so michael we go to the mall then what do we do after the mall the se- then what we did after the mall was maybe my favorite part of the whole weekend we had a very fun weekend Yes, we did. We went to a baseball game. We went to we a baseball game on shows. Sunday. We did, yeah, yeah, we did five shows because our Sunday show got canceled. Which was actually my second favorite thing that happened. <laughs> Which we were going to do a live podcast for the second for the Sunday show, and but that, it turns out the four people that came had never heard of it. No, they'd never heard of it, and preferred that the show was canceled instead of listening to us do a live podcast. Where did they, did they, were they actually explained? No, I didn't explain it to them. Oh, I just said. I said, do I get paid the same amount if we cancel the show? They said, yes. I said, cancel that motherfucker, baby. I don't, like, even in my regular day job, like, some, like, it goes through ebbs and flows. Some weeks we're really busy. Other weeks there's nothing going on. And they're like, my bosses have the nerve to apologize to me when it's slow. They're like, I'm, (laughs) like, it's so, it's so insane to me. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. You don't have anything to do this week. I'm like, hey, man. I don't care if I ever fucking do a thing for you again. <laughs> Just keep the checks rolling, man. Like, what am I insane? Yeah. I was like, do I, is it incumbent upon me to even pretend 
Like I miss doing work. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, like I'm like, do I have to pretend like I like my job so much that I'm bummed when I don't have as much to do? I need to bring back the Mr. Manners. I haven't done it in like a month, but I think that would be a good question for Miss Manners. But it's just like, I'm like, we're all on team. We're doing this just for the money, right? I think everybody at their job is on that team. That's unless, what I, unless I feel like, like unless you work at the zoo or you're like a paleontologist or something. I feel like if you're if the end of your job ends in ologist, you're in it for the for the love of the game. You may be right, or like you know, Quinta Brunson has her own show that's like a huge success. I bet she like it's more than just a paycheck to her, but maybe not. Oh, the the creator of uh, Abbott Elementary. Oh yeah 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 yeah. You Shout out I, Janelle James. Janelle James fucking crushing it. Yeah. So yeah. So Abbott Elementary is, I get. Well, yeah. But I mean, if you're okay. So like, yeah. No, but it probably gets to be work at some point. Like, of there, course, there's it's work the and point. stressful. But like, ultimately, you're like, this is like. I think you got a Whitney Cummings it where you just sell the shows, and then you just sit back and get money. How hands on was she with her other show? Like, her Whitney show she sold. She sold her Whitney show and Two Broke Girls the same season. I don't know anything about Whitney Cummings' like career as far as that goes. You mm. know, I, I can't answer this. Oh, well, then we'll find out later. Tune in next week to find out. Uh, so but we like, go. So we go to the mall. Then we yeah. go to lunch. Oh right, the oh, the best thing that happened. P. F. Chang's. That's right. We went to P. F. Chang's for lunch, baby. I know how to do the road right. I have been on the road a bunch of times. It fucking sucks unless you're with someone that you like. And Micah and I have a great time together. That's why we are great hangs. So I said, what does Micah like? Now, I was thinking maybe we go to Olive Garden, but Micah is a bitch about Italian food. So I was like, that probably is out the window. Wait, I am? Well, you like really good Italian food, so I feel like if we went to Olive Garden, you would be upset at the quality of the food. Here's the thing. I could have fucked up an Olive Garden. I'm from Olive Garden people. Well, I understand. My family used to buy the unlimited salad and breadsticks to go. <laughs> well, how do you, what do you do? Do you just go back and say you're out and no, you get more? they just give you a giant container of it. It's not uh. unlimited, but like, like... We just ate the salad. We loved that so much. The, the salad was good. So good. The salad was great. I mean, Paul Krebs farted on one of them and Danny still ate it. Here's the thing. You know, people, these people know. It doesn't matter. My friend farted on a salad. It's the greatest fart I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> PFJ. Did you eat it? What? No, I didn't eat it. But we wouldn't let Paul have any of the... I've told you this story. We wouldn't let Paul have any of the salad. He takes, we were all drunk. He takes the salad off of Danny. He takes Danny's plate off of the table, stands up, puts it under his butt in the middle of the restaurant and ripped the loudest <laughs> fart onto a salad at, at fucking Olive Garden. And I, I had to leave the building. I was laughing so hard. Oh shit. You were like a fucking. I, I was like, I was like, I was at the, I was like a person at the Kings of Comedy tour. Yeah. I had to like, I had to get up and run around and leave. I was laughing so hard. Well, that's how you get listeria. And it's also how you don't get served any more fucking drinks at Olive Garden. PFJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wait. So you're thinking what I would like. And also I'm thinking, what haven't I had in a while? What have I really had a craving for? And I've really had a craving for their chicken lettuce wraps. Yeah. 
And I know you like a mildly higher end chain restaurant because you think it's fun. I well, they are better. And they, they are, are better, and they are fun because they do suck, kind of. Well, and you're forgetting a key element, which is I'm a legacy P.F. Chang's customer. Right. The F stands for Federico, mm-hmm. which is the last very name. very Chinese. Yeah, it's the last name of my high school chum, Ricky Federico. And yes. him and some other dude with the last name, I assume starts with a P, mm-hmm. started P.F. Chang's when I was in school with him, I guess at some point or maybe a little before. And it was a very exciting time. Paul, Fle- oh yeah, Paul Fleming's. Wait, that's not Paul- Federico? No, you lied to me. It Wait. was Paul Fleming and Philip Chiang. What the fuck? Yeah. Ricky, maybe his dad's name Fleming, and he has a different. Oh no! Have do you ever have like an entire thing that you believed about your childhood? Ricky Federico is a board member on Domino's Pizza. Was it Domino's Pizza? It was P.F. Chang's. Why would I? Why would I think the F stood for Federico for my entire life? Richard L. Federico, business person. Yes. Richard L. Federico is an independent director of Domino's Pizza and served as a non-executive chairman of P.F. Chang's. Okay, okay, so it's not... I Damn, I thought the F stood for Federico and that was so I funny. I knew that was wrong. I knew it was wrong, but I didn't look it up at the time because I on Doughboys, I remember now they said it's Paul Fleming's because Fleming's is a... Paul Fleming has a bunch of different like higher-end chain restaurants. Like... Fleming Steakhouse is one of them. But but Richard Federico, Ricky's dad. Yes, who did is start he? a PF chain? And, with and, these and yes. I put in Ricky Federico. Yeah. And Richard Federico comes up and has a his uh whatchamacallit? His Wikipedia has a picture. It's the first thing. It's on the side. So it is he is a big deal. Okay. But yeah, he's the non-executive chairman of P.F. Chang's China Bistro, Inc. Let me just say, ain't nobody in Scottsdale not going to P.F. Chang's before the prom. Oh, yeah. Well, was it because the Federicos flipped the bill? No. Oh. Yeah. You know what? Fuck all that. What? (laughs) What do you mean? Fuck all what? I mean, I'm sure he flipped the bill for Ricky's group of friends. Well, yeah, I'm sure he flipped the bill for Ricky's group of friends. I'm just saying he didn't. Did he flip the bill for anyone else? No, no, no. But we, I think we were all very proud. When you're from Scottsdale, you don't have a lot to. You don't have a lot going for you. We got, <laughs> we got the guy who was had it had a hand in PF Chang's. Yeah. We have David Spade. Right. And it is now where Mike Tyson currently owns a home. He and owns a home in, in Scottsdale. That's right. Wow. And that's it. And that's all we got. And they got a lot of old guys that are banging young ladies. Well, Tim. Old guys got to do what old guys got to do. Old guys got to do it. So we go to P.F. Chang's, had a very nice lunch. P.F. Chang's, we go back, take a nap. I took a nap. My guy, I think, stayed awake. Then we did Saturday shows. I recorded my album basically first show Saturday because all the other shows were kind of hard. First show, first show Friday, the audience sucked my dick. Micah bombed. I did really well. But I'm the headliner, so I'm supposed to. I was trying to make sure Tim really earned his laughs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Micah goes, I'm going to dig a hole for you. Fucking dig out of it, bozo. That's right. And the water was just pouring in as Tim got on stage. And I go up, I went bozo mode on the audience, and they didn't even know what hit him. Tim did great. And nobody, in fairness, 
Before Tim, nobody did good. <laughs> no. I think Ran got the most laughs of one. Yeah. But he was just screaming at the audience, too, which is great. No slight on Rand. No, Rand. It's, also, Rand, it's Rand not Bar- like he was winning with jokes. <laughs> Rand Barnaclo, very funny. And let's give a shout out to Lee Kimbrell, also very funny, host of this weekend. That's right. Lee did a great job. Lee did an awesome job. So it was great. We had a great time at Go Bananas. Saturday, first show, hot. Like, I was just saying sentences and people were just losing their fucking minds that's what you want you know yeah that's what you should call your album saying sentences that's actually a pretty good name i was gonna call it king of taking l's well first of all it should be the king of l's king of taking l's is too like someone told me i should call it dookie man that's funny too yeah, why not name it after your dumbest, grossest joke? <laughs> That's not even really a joke, just a story. It is funny. Yeah. Tim, stories have jokes in them when you're a comedian. Well, I'm just, I just talk funny. And people laugh when I talk. All right, PDD Brew. <laughs> and uh, Lavelle Crawford. Listen, I'm fans of both. Yeah, I love Lavelle Crawford. I love PD too. All right, so Saturday, great night. Get... No, Friday I got hammered. Saturday I I didn't even really drink that much because I had to drive back. I wanted to make sure we had the car because we had to go to the Reds game. Yeah. Sunday. And we went to the Reds game and it was a great time. I got sunburnt. Yeah, but you're not doing too bad. No. Does not... that hurt? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Micah poked me very hard for the people listening. Um, But yeah, I got a little bit of sunburnt. Got a little bit of... Uh, uh, a bunch of Skyline Chili Dogs at the game that were very expensive. That was so insane of you. Because we got... Oh, that's something. So the very first thing that we did, as soon as we got into Cincinnati, after we dropped our bags off, was go to Skyline Chili. Yes, it's what I do. That's my that's my go... That's what I... We dropped... We, I, I was being very nice and letting us drop our bags off before we went to Skyline. Normally, I stop on the way to the hotel. But I knew it wasn't just me this time. And I needed to think about others and them not wanting their bags probably in the car while we're at Skyline. That's true. And honestly, now that I know what happens there, I think the bags were safe. Because (laughs) no one who goes to Skyline Chili has the physical strength or stamina to be stealing bags from me. Yeah, it was. There was a man in there. That looked like he was drawn, like he looked like, like, remember in the 90s when they would fat shame people like in cartoons? Yeah. He looked like that. I feel like he looked like a cartoon of a fat guy. Yeah, like a bean bag with legs sticking out of it. Yeah, and he had like a million plates around him. He had so many of the hugest plates and they were all empty and they were like stacked up. It really did look like a cartoon of a, of a glutton. Yeah, it was crazy. And he, it was, he was alone, obviously. And just like, like was, chili this... drops on his shirt, and like, it truly made me so profoundly sad. Yeah, it made Micah sad. I thought it was pretty cool that that guy was just in there having, to, just living his best life. No, no, he was eating himself to death. <laughs> Which five, is his best five life? Five to six plates at a time. Yeah, so it was pretty wild, and the chili. It was great, as always. I loved it. Micah you know, thought it was, it was fine. You know what it was like? It was like seeing that scene in Seven without <laughs> anyone putting a gun to his head. Yeah. And and imagine if that scene in Seven was Skyline Chili that that guy had to continue to eat. So here's the thing. The beauty of Skyline Chili, I will say, the price is right. It was like, what, 
$2.50 for like a chili dog, right? But yeah. Tim has to get them at the baseball game, even though he just had it for like $7 a piece. Here's Why? the th- There were $6 a piece. Here's what Why? you don't understand about when I go to Cincinnati. I literally go to Skyline Chili every day that I'm there because I don't get to have it very much. So when I go, I have it every single day. So I had to have my extra little bit of Skyline Chili and I was going to have a big beer during the game. So I need to eat something so that I wasn't drunk driving home. Hey, makes sense to me. That's eight. Hey, and that's just science, baby. That's just the science of automobile driving. <laughs> He's like, that's a, the science of getting avoiding a DUI, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that was, all right. Did we cover the whole fucking trip? We covered the whole trip except for our flight home this morning. We were behind a guy. We were at the Indianapolis airport. Mm-hmm. And we were in the security line. And I was like, oh, great. The guy in front of us doesn't have a bag. Doesn't have any. He didn't have anything. No. All he had was a ticket, and he that's it. That's all he had. And I was like, great. This guy, quick. He'll be quick through the security. Couldn't have been pulling things out of his pockets slower. It was wild. He was the slowest person with nothing that I've ever seen going through security. <laughs> it was truly wild, but like, he also didn't take that long. No, but for how little he yeah. had, he should have just been able to walk straight through the machine he's like what about the change in my pockets i'm like first of all who keeps change in their pockets anymore what did you just do right also man they you take everything out of your pockets i don't know how much he travels it seems like not a lot because he did not pack anything well he probably checked his bag people who don't travel often check their bags oh because they're they think they remember that's what they're supposed to do they probably overpack who knows maybe he's like staying for a long time and then yeah. he has nothing bring, you know what I mean? He just has the one bag. He was like an older black man. It's not like he's like, oh, I've got my man purse on me or some shit. Yeah. And he asked me, he goes, what's this dog for? Because the it was busy at security this morning yeah. and they have the dog. And so when they have the dog, you don't have to take your backpack or you don't have to take anything out of your bag. You don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to take your belt off. You just walk straight through. Basically, you just have to take the stuff out of your pockets. So he was like, what's this dog for? I go, bombs. And he goes. How does you know if it got bombs? And I was like, well, it's takes it sits down next to you if it has if it. That doesn't answer how we know how the dog knows. I go, well, it can smell. I said oh. it can smell gunpowder. I was like, it's trained to smell gunpowder or like explosive materials. You would. What about plastic explosives? Can it smell that? Yeah, but I think yeah, because I think there's still chemicals involved that the dog is trained to smell. I guess so. I saw I... a video of a dog. Uh, it hit on somebody. Well, the guy just had orange peels in his bag for some reason. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was I was kind of sweating because I had a half a smoked joint in my purse. <laughs> I, I also went through with an entire box full of Strike Anywhere matches. I also was worried that that joint was on me, but then I was like, mm, I'll just plant it on this black guy and we'll be fine. Why would you think it was on you? Because you I was carrying your stuff. Oh, no, it was in my purse, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, you were. it was close, though. You, it could have been on you. Yeah, so this morning, Micah gets upgraded, of course, to first class where she belongs. Because they saw my Vineyard Vines bag. <laughs> and I am in Comfort Plus. And I say, I, I, here's a little trick. If you're ever flying, look at the seat selection before you get on the plane. If there's an X through the seat, 
that just means that no one's in it. If it has the little person logo, it means that someone's in it. So, whoa, Do, does everyone know this? I don't think so. I'm a per- I listen, Micah. Shut up. <laughs> so when I fly and I fly Delta, so I'm I'm get, I got upgraded to Comfort Plus, but I had an aisle, and I hate having the aisle. So I went up to the lady and I was like, "Hey, I saw that there's a few window seats open." I understand if it's not possible, but do you think I could move just up a row to the window seat? And there was no one in the aisle seat either. So I was like, I might get this whole fucking row to my damn self. And brother, that's what happened. It was sick. I got the whole row to myself this morning. And I had been having a nice time in the row. I finally get to sleep. And then what happens? Well, I wanted to say hi to my boyfriend (laughs) and visit him in steerage. Yeah. Honestly, though, it looked it was really nice where you were in Comfort Plus because I was up in 1A, which is honestly kind of like an emergency row because they use your window to, like, light calibrate and stuff. And, like, you're, like, really exposed. And I don't like being that exposed. I like feeling more, like, protected. Mm-hmm. I but, did see when we were landing the lady reach over and open your window just yeah. right in front of you. Yeah. it's And also you can't put your bag in front of you. Like, you don't have, like, a charger up there. It kind of, it kind of sucks, actually. But the drinks are free and... You're closest to the turlet. Ooh, and you're, you gotta love being at the beer. And you were in a seat alone, so you can get up and use the turlet whenever you damn want. That is nice. It is nice to have the seat alone. And I think the most important thing about this flight for me was I think I've reached a new level in overcoming my fear of flying. Yes, you learned a new trick. So here's a good trick for anyone who's afraid to fly, Micah. So I I don't I can't remember where I credited this to, but it was, I was, right before we flew out for it, I was, like, reading, like, so many anti-anxiety, like, websites and, like, podcasts. I'm, like, just, like, any tip to, like, help me, like, you know, not have such a fucking panic attack. And one of the, one of them said, like, when you're in turbulence, it's actually not, you can tell it's not that big of a deal. You're, the plane is, even though it feels like it's moving a lot, it's actually not moving a lot. And you can tell by looking at, like, your cup of coffee that, like, or whatever. They're, like, the water, the it like you can see it ripple you know but it's not like sploshing all over the place like if you had a cup of coffee sitting on your dashboard in a car it would be like all over the place because that moving on a road right is totally crazy and they're like but like by comparison the plane is not even moving as much as a car on a road um because it stays whatever and and turbulence isn't my problem my problem is is during the ascent during takeoff it always whenever they kind of level off it will it feels like we're dipping and losing altitude. And I always feel like we're plummeting even during takeoff, mm-hmm. like right after the initial, like straight up thing. Cause you feel that. And then it, and then it feels like we're losing it. And I'm like, and I can't calibrate. And then I lose control and I start freaking out. But then I put the cup of water in front of me. Yeah. And I was like, if we're going down, then more water would be like slanted toward the front because we'd be pointed down. Right. And every time I felt like we were, Going down, I looked at the water and it was perfectly level or sometimes still even pointed toward the back, which means we were still going up, just not up as quickly. Yeah. And every time I was about to like go into a panic attack, I looked at it and I'm like, everything's fine. We're, we're all right. So even though like I did still do the palm sweating and I would still have those like initial instincts of like things are bad, yes. I was able to catch it before I would go into full-blown panic attack mode, which is hasn't happened in many flights for me. Well, that's good. And that is a good little tip for anyone out there who's scared to fly. I think. And if you fucking have some scientific reason why that's not a good tip, do not fucking tell me about it. <laughs> All right. 
I know someone's going to be like, well, actually, you could be plummeting straight down and the water level would stay the same. And you know what? I thought about it and fuck you. And actually, if there's a T-Rex on there, uh, you wouldn't even notice it in the water. Right. Jurassic Plark. Plark. Anyway, I hope so, I, I hope I helped somebody. Uh, yeah, and that's what this podcast is about. It's about telling you what we did this week and helping someone. Mm-hmm. But Micah did a great job opening for me, and uh, where you know she belongs as the opener. I and don't know. I, I didn't always... bomb all the shows, by the way. I did great on the other ones. I just said you did a great job opening for me. Yeah, by bombing to make you look good. First of all, it's better if you do well. Because then I can ride the wave of comedy. Instead, I had to. What I had to do is I had to grab my pickaxe, I had to grab my shovel, I had to go out there, and I had to dig my way out of there. And boy, oh boy, the audience respected how hard I worked, and they were like, "Wow, this guy truly doesn't know what he's gonna do on his album." <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't that hard. It just it just was involved more yelling. You just had to yell at him, really. Well. Cause you, but the, also the the Ohio people didn't like. I think they liked how I said their city wasn't a town, and how <laughs> you didn't have to get fat during the pandemic. Yeah, they didn't like your they didn't like your big city cuntiness. But I'm like, oh really? Then why does your city have the vineyard vines? <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> question of the day. Answer me that. Fucking Cincinnati. If you guys aren't elitist snobs, then how come you have a Vineyard Vines, bitch? Yeah, bitch. How come your uh, cashmere sweaters are hundreds of dollars? Good question. Good question, indeed. All right. Micah, Mm -hmm. we've got to do a regular segment for the podcast. Reviews for the podcast. You fuckers better have a review for us to read. There are no new reviews. God damn it. (laughs) But we did get one new review, but they didn't write anything. We did get a five-star review, but we didn't, nothing was written. That's a rating. Yeah, we got one. Okay, so we got one. We got one new rating, but we did not get one new review. So we would like it if you guys on iTunes, Apple iTunes, leave us a review because Spotify you can't leave reviews yet. So hopefully we can have one um, soon. Uh, I think that's it. I think we're down to it. I think we've hit the wire. We've made it. Let me check on the mail real quick. Is there anything else that you can think of from our trip to Cincinnati? Or anything you have coming up. Oh, well, Wednesday I'm shooting a commercial. Oh, yeah, you're shooting a commercial for uh, Hardy's Carl's Jr. That's right, that's right. Well, I'm at least auditioning people for it. Yeah, you are auditioning people for it. Also, Hardy's Carl Jr., a spot that I went to immediately when I got to Indianapolis because there are not really any here in New York, and I love that place, so... I will also be auditioning for that commercial. That's right. And we will see if I get it. Hopefully, nepotism will prevail. All right. Micah, yeah, let's do, we do have it. Did we have any mail? No, we didn't have any mail. Okay. Uh, we can do sign-offs. What time are we at? We are? Yeah, we're, okay. we're right there. We're right there, baby. We, right. we ran through it today. We're at 43 minutes and 44 seconds, so we'll be at, technically... We'll carry the, carry the three... We're about like 40 minutes. Okay, let's do it. All right, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay, signing off. I'm the headliner, your Patreon dad, your free feed best friend. Some people call me the Cincinnati kid. Other people call me the Indianapolis Albanian. 
I am Timothy Grady McLaughlin II. And check out my album when it comes out. It'll be called Something at Some Point. And signing off, it's me, your yacht bitch. <laughs> your uh your Hamptons cunt, mm-hmm. your polo princess. Ooh, I like that one. That's right. Your oh, it's cashmere cunt. Yes, there you go. Your cashmere Karen. Mmm. Your vineyard vines fan for life. Shout out, lady who helped me. Shout out, Megan, the girl who is confused. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out the tennis skirt I did not buy. Shouts out. To purple mattresses. This is my sorry. fucking sign off. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Shout out purple mattresses. <laughs> Sleep number four. Uh, I love you very much. It's Micah Fox. Goodbye.